Blog Talk Radio. A return to excellence. A return to tradition. It's the 2018 Coach Perry Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the 2018 Coach Perry Podcast, powered by Charles Auto Family, located in Garrettsville, Ohio, providing you great deals every single day. We hope you guys go out there and check them out. And this Thursday, the Red Dragons take on the Girard Indians. I'm excited to get Coach Perry. We also have a special guest during the end of the show that we're going to feature, one of the team captains of the Niles McKinley Red Dragons, but we're going to bring him on, but I'll leave that as a teaser so you guys listen to the entire show. Coach, it's game week. You said you might be a little nervous. You might say I might have five minutes here. What's your mindset with uh, the Indians? What coming on coming here the Bo Ryan Stadium on Thursday night? Yeah, well our clock's at three. Uh, they walked by it again just a minute ago. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm probably a little bit edgier than I should be. The players will tell you that a little bit jumpier at practice and. Uh, uh, you know, it's getting here, but it, at the same time, I probably feel like eternity before Thursday rolls around. Nice. I'm excited to get this show going because I think everybody's excited to see what kind of team's going to show up Thursday night and the kids that are going to make up this team. And I figured we'd kind of maybe go through a position preview where we can just kind of spotlight each position and kind of maybe just give a quick detail. We don't have to go in, you know, crazy paragraph-long things, but just a quick update on and what these kids are doing. So I guess why don't we start at the, the position that everyone knows the most, the quarterback position. Yeah, so all summer we had a great battle there with our senior, who was our, our guest last week, Jason Gibson, and uh, sophomore Zach Leonard. And uh, really as we worked through, there was some ebbs and flow to that, but at the end of the day we felt that Zach kind of pulled ahead. And uh, probably for the last few weeks he's been getting the predominantly the reps with the first team. Great part about that battle is, uh, you know, Gibby's, Gibby's already jumping in other places, helping us everywhere. He's really come along nicely on defense, too. And, uh, you know, through the course of the season that he's going to end up taking snaps as well. So feel very comfortable with those two guys. Uh, you know, it really wasn't like one guy lost, and I think we could have gone in the battle with either one. But uh, we're going we're gonna to start with Zach and see how, see how it goes. Right, so maybe we'll see some trickery, some wildcat plays in there. No comment, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, uh, how about we go to the, the running back position? Um, and, uh, I, you know, I, that's my, my personally, that's my favorite position on the field. So who's going to be uh, carrying the football for us? Yeah, th- that, that's a place where we feel we just have some different kind of styles that uh, kind of complement each other. Uh, obviously, I think most fans know that uh, Rob Savin's back. Uh, this will be his fourth year as a starter, third year starting running back. And he's had 2,000 yards over the last two years, so we'd be crazy not to try to feature him. Uh, and then we have a couple underclassmen, Joe Gallo, who uh, is splitting time at both the two and the three with uh, Chris Swift-Adams at the uh, at the fullback position. And then we have a sophomore who we're really high on, Travis Molnar. He's kind of that uh, change of pace back. 
a little bit more of a slasher in there, but uh, really love his running style. Uh, anxious to see how he develops over the next three years. So, you know, we got two positions there, and uh, then Brandon Hayes. So we got two positions and six guys who, at any given time, we're pretty comfortable with having those guys in the game. So. Uh, again, I think we have some multiple threats at that running back position. Excellent. That's a great way to start to show off an even position preview because you're only as good as the next guy up, and you already explained it. If there is some injuries or things come up with the starters, you're not going to feel afraid of uh, putting the next guy in uh, in that starting position, which I think uh, speaks volumes to the depth of the team. Yeah, and we're young, so you know it's not it's not like we got three. You know, we're not looking at you know we got three. Uh, <laughs> backs with a thousand yards or anything like that but at the same time it's, it's, it's a nice problem to have is, is the which, which back we want to have in there uh, the other thing I really love about our fullbacks they all catch the ball well out of the backfield so you know, stick their nose in there and uh, block people, and then then slip out into out into the the passing concept. And uh, you know, uh, we're looking for great things out of those guys. Excellent. Why don't we move off to the wideout positions? These are the guys that are going to catch the big deep balls for the Dragons. Yeah. So again, that starts with the kid that I think even got some playing time as a freshman, and Trent Johnson. Uh, I know he he played some defense for us uh, back when I was here in, in uh, 15. And uh, then we have Kyle Lundgren, we have Seth McMillan, Jaden Davis, Gibby's been uh, rotating in in a couple of the spots. Uh, we changed personnel, so we'll go from, you know, 21 personnel, which is two backs, one tight end, and then we'll jump into uh, maybe a 20, and then maybe a maybe a 10. So, uh, you know, one of the things we found that we had was a lot of receivers because we've been spread for the last few years. Uh, uh, the position we're maybe in that receiving core we're lacking a little bit is at tight end. We feel I have a good one in David Mays there, uh, but we don't have a ton of depth behind him. So if <clears throat> something happens, we need to get him out of the game. We simply go to either a 20 or a 10 personnel and uh, just put an extra receiver in because, we again, we feel like like uh, we're deep there. Another name of a kid is pretty talented, uh, learning the playbook. The only thing holding him back a little bit is Romero Basket. Romero's going to be a junior, very athletic, and uh, uh, you know we're counting on him to come along as we move through the season. Nice. Now, now the next position that we're going to cover is that offensive line. Personally, when I'm doing games and, and being able to put the binoculars on guys, it's just my favorite position to watch on the field. I love a tough, physical offensive lineman that's going to play to the whistle and, and even throw that extra little elbow or just that lesser little shove or all those nasty things that those feisty offensive linemen do. So kind of take us in uh, in tune and in, in what that front line for the Red Dragons looks like. Yeah, well, we've been banged up up front, and that's, that's no secret. We've got some guys out and uh, working their way back in. It's nice to see them now, you know, uh, look like they're getting closer. Uh, I don't think we'll have everybody back for this first game, but we're certainly in better shape than we were two weeks ago. So... Uh, with our seniors, I think of where it starts up front. Nick Jarvis has uh, played a couple years up front. Draven Wallace, another kid that rotates both sides of the ball. Uh, our center from last year is back, Alex Harper. And, uh, he, you know, last couple weeks he, he's, he's been coming on. And then our under, underclassmen, we got the big guy, Adam McGinnis. He's about 6'5", uh, 315. He's uh, a little bigger than me, that. Yeah, just slightly, but uh, not much, but a little bit. Um, Sean Weiss, a kid that uh, didn't play last year, has really, really been doing a nice job, been in the mix with us. Uh, Aaron Klein, another junior, uh, and then uh, you know we have a couple sophomores, Tyler Platt and uh, Cicero, in there in the mix. So again, it, it's it's been too it's been too much of a rotation that, that, that of what I would really like, but because of injuries, 
the back end of that becomes <clears throat> we're probably going to have some versatility down the road once we get everybody healthy. So, uh, you know, up front, we got a battle this week, and we got we got to get it figured out here pretty quick. But uh, I think as the year developed, to get that nice, I think I named about ten guys there. So yeah. to get a rotation like that and, and finding guys that really want to get after and practice it, you know, I, I think as we move through the season, hopefully that becomes uh, it becomes a shining spot of this team rather than as I think right now it's a little bit of a concern. Excellent stuff. Once again, you're listening to the 2018 Coach Perry podcast powered by Charles Auto Family. If you miss any of these shows in their entirety, you'd like to listen to them at their leisure, you can always check them out at Blog Talk Radio or iTunes. Simply type in the 2018 Coach Perry podcast, and we'll be featuring those on Twitter, Facebook, all those social media outlets so you guys can take some time with the Red Dragons and Coach Perry as they get prepared for this upcoming game against the Girard Indians and the rest of the Red Dragons football season. Um, We covered base on the offense. Let's flip it to the defensive side of the ball, and we'll go from the uh, inside out, and let's start with those uh, defensive ends and tackles. Yeah, up there again, I mean, you know, it's high school football. So all those problems I talked to you about on the offensive line, just go ahead and flip it around. (laughs) You know, a lot of the same names, uh, a couple guys I didn't mention, uh, uh, our buddy Cup, Madison Cup, he uh, he's a little bit of an undersized, but we like him in there. A guy that maybe can change the up, give the pass rush, and same kid, they, same thing by the kid by the name of uh, Darren Thomas, who got a lot of playing time last year toward the end of the year and uh, proved that he was a good pass rusher as well. So, uh, in addition to all those other guys I mentioned, I, I guess we won't necessarily run them down again, but uh, that that's. That's all those guys are in the mix for those four spots, and then we're trying to rotate in based on some scenarios. We get third and long, we're going to bring those better pass rushers in and so forth. So, uh, again, we're that, that's a little bit of uh, a work in progress there. Uh, some guys have kind of settled in. I, th- I think uh, uh, McGinnis, you know, as big as he is an offensive tackle, he's probably a little bit more of a natural defensive player. So we're okay. kind of looking to him maybe to anchor that side of the ball. But, uh you know, and as you know, once those bullets start flying, we'll get a better idea after Detroit. Nice. And then we'll go to that second line of defense, your linebacker spots. Uh, who are the young men filling those positions? Yeah, again, a little bit of depth there and some guys that have played a little bit. And, I, again, Rob Savin, uh, I think he's probably our leading tackler back from last year. Chris, Chris Swift-Adams been in there. Uh, he's a little undersized. One of the first guys there in our hit jersey for us, so he's not afraid to stick his nose in there. And then the same thing with uh, Brandon Hayes. Another kid that uh, we like the way his, the physicality he brings to that position. And then uh, Joe Gallup, another running back that uh, uh, goes and plays. And, uh, you know, we were lucky to get him back. He'd been a baseball guy the last couple of years. And uh, I think the more he plays, the more comfortable. And I think offense is a little easier for him. I think uh, defense is coming to him the more he's uh, getting reps. So, again, you know, we're looking at three to four of these guys in there. But, uh, you know, we, we feel we have some depth at about five or six. Uh, we got a kid coming off an injury. Just got his cast off today, Elaney Fryer, who uh, is a younger kid, but uh, shows some athletic ability and some promise there. So, uh, you know, linebacker, again, a little bit happier there than where we are on the D-line. Nice. Before we get to the DBs, the defensive system, your run, is is it predicated on you having more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, a certain position that you're going to value more than others. I mean, maybe that defense will run through the linebackers, or it's going to run through your secondary. Yeah, I mean, people talk about up the middle. I do, I do believe that. Uh, you know, you got to be, you got to have good safeties. I think uh, if you don't have good safeties, it's it's, it's kind of hard to run some of the things you want to do on the back end. And obviously, I think linebackers are always the most important 
important play as far as that goes. You know, if you, if you have good linebacker play, you can just get guys up front to clog some holes and then let them run free and make some plays. So, uh, you know, with this group of guys that aren't afraid to stick their nose in their linebacker, I think we've got a fighting chance. Awesome. And you, you, you kind of give this a segue. We're going to the secondaries, the DBs, and the safeties. You mentioned the value of that safety position. Kind of take us through what it looked like back there. Yeah, so again, Trent's been playing back there for a while, Trent Johnson. Uh, he, he's a kid that just covers so much ground. Really, kind of, he kind of bails you out. In fact, he had a pick on during the scrimmage. He had two picks against uh, Lakeside in the scrimmage, and uh, one of them was him just covering for a guy that completely blew his coverage. He saw it, ran over there, made the play. So, you know, it's nice to have him back there. Uh, Kyle Lundgren's another kid that uh, really had a nice summer for us. Uh, he gets a little nosy sometimes. That's what we're working on. He's probably tired of me yelling at him not to get people <laughs> behind him this week. And then Jason Gibson, who's let's, you know he's that quarterback of the defense, like he is on offense, uh, real hedgy player, and uh, like having him out there because he keeps everybody in check. And again, Romero Baskin, that kid that if we could, you know, make sure that he's he's in the playbook, then I, I think he really helps us there. And then our kicker Chase Adzina is, is a kid that he's been down with. Uh, with a little illness, and we're getting him back this week. So, uh, you know, he's a kid as he as he gets healthy, and yeah, he's got a big time foot. So we're we're really excited to get him back in front of that part of the game, and then, you know, he'll have to wrap his way back and uh, you know get his get his win back as far as helping us on offense and defense. But he's built a Trent Johnson mold where a healthy uh, Chase really uh, allows us some opportunities on defense to uh, maybe gamble a little bit. Yeah, he got some great size, great athletic ability. Coach Perry, I mean, I appreciate you. I know there's got to be a, a tenuous week for you as we're three days away before your first game as your head coach of the Red Dragons. Um, before we get into our player plot, spotlight show with our special guest tonight, uh, anything you just want to say to the uh, the faithful that are going to fill the stands up? But Ryan, well, I'm going to cut you off here for a second, and I don't want to leave these guys out. We didn't get to corners. We did cover safeties. Oh, and, uh, my bad. So, you know, we typically play two corners, but uh, we got four guys that, again, are going to be in the rotation there. Travis Molnar, Dougie Foster, Jaden Davis, and Seth McMillan. These guys, again, we feel comfortable with them in the game. They're all a little bit different, I think, just based on some scenarios, uh, which guy's going to be in there. But, uh you know, we're really counting on those guys. And, again, to have four, you know, let's hope we can keep them all healthy and then, you know, uh, that we keep growing in that position. As far as the second part of that, Bo, uh, you know, our, our, my big thing with the kids is, is we just got to come out ready to play. And there's going to be a nice crowd, and that's a, that's a thrill for our kids and, and for our coaches. And, and we just want to represent Niles McKinley in, in, a, in a way that brings honor to the to the city, to the school, to the program, to our families. That's what's most important to me. Um, obviously, winning's a big part of that, and uh, we never lose focus on that, but I think beyond that, it's uh, we want people to look down and, and be proud of those, this group of young men. I'm proud of them, and I uh, can't wait to watch them hit the field. And uh, they have We have one promise. They have one promise to me come uh, Thursday, and uh, Swifty could uh, probably, before we get to our guests, probably uh, tell you about what I asked. One big thing of them as we start that game Thursday, see if they can, uh, if he knows what, uh, what I'm really counting on seeing as we, we bust out to play Gerard. But, uh, uh, you know, if I go back to January, um, you know, I've challenged him quite a bit. They've responded. I'm proud of these kids, and uh, I'm just excited to watch them go out there and uh, do what I know they've been working hard to go do. 
Awesome. Coach Perry, we appreciate you always joining us. Episode 4, three days away before your first game as head coach of the Niles McKinley Red Dragons. I wish you and this team the best of luck as we move forward. And now we're going to move off to our second guest of the year as we feature one of the other team captains in this 2018 Players Plus Spotlight. Flow that got the block hot, shit got super hot. And with that said, we're going to begin our second special guest interview with Chris Swift Adams, senior team captain. He plays linebacker and fullback, and you heard Coach Perry talk about his toughness, even though he might not be the largest, most physically imposing young man on the Niles Red Dragons team. Obviously, you're team captain, and you bring a lot, I think, both to the field and, and, and uh, some heart as well. What was it like, Chris, to you know, hear those honoring words when you found out you are the captain of the Red Dragons? I was really not surprised, but I was shocked, you know what I'm saying, because there's a couple other kids on the team that I think could hold that position, but as like I was, I was really happy because knowing my peers look at me as a captain of the football team, you know what I'm saying, it really means a lot. Awesome. Now, growing up, I mean, uh, Pop Warner, Pee Wee, did you play football at a young age? Yes, I played uh, Pee Wee's for the Little Red Dragons for two years. I, w I was going to play midgets one year, but I broke my arm, so then I went straight to middle school. Okay. Played seventh grade. I didn't play my eighth grade year. Uh, freshman year I played. Sophomore year I didn't play, but I played last year and now I'm here. Nice. And, and you're a team captain. So uh, through that um, year in year out type football career, I mean, uh, what position were you usually playing as a young kid? Um, when I played pee wees, I always played linebacker. I was uh, well. My first year I played uh, B team. I was uh, running back and linebacker. And then when we was on the A team, I played linebacker and uh, tight end. All right. Now, when you were playing maybe in the backyard with your buddies, who did Chris Swift Adams pretend he was when he had the football in his hand? Like as an NFL player? Uh-huh. Julian Edelman. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Uh, not to get off subject, but I remember when he was coming out of Kent State in 2009, um, obviously, he was a quarterback from California, went to Kent State. He worked out his pro day at Kent State and Akron, and former Akron quarterback Charlie Fry was throwing passes to Edelman. And I remember I sat with Edelman and Fry after the pro day, and he said, you see that kid right there? And as we sat there, he goes, he's going to make it. He's going to be a pro. And so Charlie Fry, you have a good scouting eye, and, uh, and obviously you have a good scouting eye watching uh, Julian Edelman do his thing. So, I mean, what brought you back? You said you missed uh, your junior year. Did you didn't play? I felt like, you know, I really loved the game, but I happened to not be eligible okay. for the season. So I felt like I really had a lot to prove to my peers and the coaches that were here and, you know, coaches that are still here and new coaches. So I felt like I had a lot to prove to myself as a person, you know what I'm saying, because I wasn't I wasn't in the right mind, okay. you know what I'm saying. So. Now, I'm, I'm curious because you you come across as a quiet young man as we sit here in the coach's office doing the show. Now, there has to be another switch to another side of you that I don't know about once you put the jersey and the pads on and you go out there. I mean, what when does that – is there another Chris Swift Adams out there, and when does that flip kind of switch? I feel like when I'm on the field, I'm very vocal. You know, I yell, 
scream to my players. Not not to my players, but my teammates. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm really vocal on the field. Nice, nice. And you know, he mentioned the hard hitting. He, he said, "You what? What was it, Coach Perry? He the shirt he." Yeah, so our guys that are on the defensive side of the ball, we uh, they have to earn hit shirts, and uh, you have to show a bit of physicality there, and a little bit of, uh, uh, I guess, uh, lack of respect for your body at times. And uh, you know, a guy with his size that's willing to play. I mean, he plays linebacker, so that's all you really need to know uh, about him. And uh, he was one of the guys that stood out pretty early on and uh, earned that hit jersey, right? I think maybe after the first day hitting, is that right? Yes, sir. The Oklahoma drill. And there's nothing more that pleases coaches or fans just watching a kid get after it. So I think you possess those traits. Obviously, you get the jersey, your name, team captain. And uh, Thursday night, uh, under the lights here at uh, Bo Ryan Stadium, uh, what are you excited about? Your coach said there's one big thing that he wanted from you, young man, and, and what was it? He was really emphasizing effort because, you know, coming off our season last year, I felt like there was effort, but there could have been more effort. Okay. And... You know, he likes, Coach likes winning, but he'd rather see us, you know, put in the effort. You know, maybe somebody makes the wrong call on defense and don't just stop, you know, go to the ball, put some effort into the play. Right. Just because one person or two people messed up, it doesn't mean you stop. No. You, know, and there's a, you can win ugly, you can even lose gracefully. There's a, there's a respect to the game and a way you play, and I think obviously that's what I think you want out of these guys is, Regardless of the whistle, you want these guys going 110%, giving it all, and just making the. Even if you lose, the victory isn't there. I think if you play well with a lot of heart, I think the people leave there believing in, in what you guys are doing. For you, I mean, when you look at your teammates, uh, is there anyone that you just kind of said, "Man, this I'm, I'm I'm excited about seeing what this kid's going to bring to the 2018 season." Um, Travis Molnar. He was um, he played JV last year. Okay. He was really good because I played running back, and he, he, I wouldn't say he took my spot, but you know, he's, he's a little and fast. He can get, he can get, you know, around people and stuff. So I was really excited to see what he can do. Awesome stuff. Once again, you're listening to the 2018 Player Spotlight Show featuring Chris Swift Adams, senior team captain, linebacker, fullback. This is also powered by Chato, Charles Auto Family. Keep saying Chato, and we apologize for that. Uh, maybe, maybe they'll maybe they'll change it to Chato. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe get a yeah. get, get some. Uh, and and as wife do Coach Perry, you would know this. She she listened to last week, and so she's like, you, you, know, you need to pronounce it better. So I, I'll I'll be hearing. Well, that. Ed Mignon will be down here knocking on our on our yeah. door and uh, making sure we get that right. Yeah. And again, big thanks to Ed for uh, you know coming up and uh, making sure that sponsorship went through. Uh, it's great when the Dragon alumni reach out, which has happened so many times recently. Made it great for us, but you know, a big part of the program having these guys sponsor us. So, and the Charles Auto Family, you can read, you can count on me, Bo, and I'll get it right every time. I'll bail you out on that. Chris, you want to say it? Charles Auto Family. Charles Auto Family. I think I think because I have to say Coach Perry podcast and it's Charles Auto Family. I think there's a lot of little dynamics going there. I get tongue tied. Um, before we wrap things up, we always like to have some fun. We'll throw a couple off the wall questions your way. You ready to take a shot with some of those? Sure. Now, I'm going to keep asking this question because I just want to find out if there is one on the team. Is there a great Coach Perry impersonator yet on the ro- in the roster, in the locker room? You know, you don't, you don't want to impersonate Coach. So I, not really. No? Not really. Just like G- Gibby said last last uh, week, there's a lot of Master Sergeant impersonations because, you know, you wouldn't want to do that in front of him. But, you know, since he's not around, 
as much. He did come to a practice, but now he's not around. You know, it's funny to joke about it, but in the moment during camp, you know, he's scared of him because he's, he's an intimidating dude. So, yeah. How about this one? Uh, who's the biggest jo- jokester of the Red Dragons? Rob Sav. He's uh, very funny. Ever since we was young, he, was, he always had always cracked jokes. Right. Best rapper? Probably me. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Sir. Well, who, uh, if, if you don't have to, but if you're going to re- reel off a song for us, uh, who would it be? If I was to, like, do a little, do a little, yeah. Sing, sing a song? Yeah. Um, uh, Dear Mama by Tupac. <laughs> there you go. Nice. How about this one? Uh, toughest Red Dragon. Toughest? Uh, what kid would you want to hit you that you're going to enjoy seeing maybe hit opponents in this upcoming year? David Mays. Yeah. It's, it's he's really hard. hard. He's a big body. He can really bring his weight behind a hit. Right. I like it. And then the final question before we let you go today. Uh, nickname? You got any nicknames? Swifty. Swift. That's it. I've been being called those since I was young. Okay. What's my nickname? Oh, go Will Swifty. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Chris, man, we appreciate you uh, sharing your time with us, and uh, best of luck to you and your teammates Thursday night and obviously through the rest of the season. And and we enjoyed you uh, being here on the Charles Auto Family uh, podcast here. Perfect. Red Dragons, guys. Coach, again, before we let you go, we got you both on the show. Um, You excited or nervous? I mean, uh, how much sleep do you get on a week? game week, first week. Uh, I'm one of them lucky people that no matter what, I think I can always sleep. So, uh, I did notice I got, uh, I struggle with some back pain every now and then. I noticed my back's <laughs> acting up and that's probably a little stress related there. So, uh, gotta work. I gotta work to get to do my stretches or whatever, get ready for Thursday. But, uh, you know, it's, it just inherently, uh, uh, I got a question asked by one of the newspaper reporters, which was, does this feel different being that you're back at Niles compared to coaching other places? And and I said, I know why you asked that question, but no. Uh, I think when you're a leader of young men, first of all, it's an honor. And second of all, you know, if you if I'd have gone into any of those other jobs feeling different about it, that, that would have been a uh, shame on me. So, you know, it's just the, the nature of this job and this first week and, and wonderment of what's going to happen and what, where maybe you fail as a coach. I mean, that that's hard as it is, but... Uh, I, again, I just feel blessed with the opportunity uh, uh, to be here coaching the Niles and uh, coaching guys like Swifty here. I mean, it, it's really wish that all, all my friends and all the people that I know could have the opportunity and, and get the feeling of what this feels like because it's, uh, it's a very special thing to be around high school football, which I think is the greatest sport in America. Obviously, I'm biased there, but uh, and to be doing it here at Niles with such a historic program and uh, trying to live up to the honor of all those that paved the way before us. Uh, it's, it's a nerve-wracking time, but at the same time, it's such a special time. So uh, we just hope to put on a good show Thursday night. Awesome. I'm going to leave all our guests here as we anticipate a fun, fun night, a victory at the end of the night for the Red Dragons on Thursday night. But, Coach, I'm going to throw this one at you. Here's your question. I'm going to get you. If you had to wear one of these outfits for the rest of the year, what coaching outfit would you be have on? Would you go Tom Landry with the fedora? Would you go Bill Pelichek with the cutoff uh, short leave uh, hoodie? Would you go with the uh, Jim Harbaugh, even though I know we're at Ohio State, and uh, but just the look? Or would you uh, just go with something uh, simple like uh, maybe just a uh, like a Don Scholar, just a nice polo? 
Well, I think John Schultz is the safest bet there, but I'll do the tip of the cap to one of my favorite coaches of all time. When I was a little kid, I was a big Cowboys fan. <laughs> so I used to love watching uh, Coach Landry out there. I think if it was socially acceptable, maybe I would uh, don the fedora, but uh, uh, I put the bucket hat on to, to protect uh, my my uh, thin upper layer there, and my kids make fun of me, so I think a fedora would probably get me locked out of the house. So. Uh, but I'd definitely go with Landry if I thought I could pull it off, but I don't think I was as cool as Tom. So we'll go Don Schull uh, uh, probably Thursday night. Awesome stuff. Once again, you're listening to the 2018 Coach Perry podcast. Our special kid or player tonight was none other than Chris Swift Adams joining us here again. As this whole show is powered by Charles Auto Family. And you can go out to Garrettsville, Ohio, and check out all the great deals that they bring every single day. And it's exciting. Again, big shout-out for them supporting this this uh, project as we move forward. As always, we thank you for listening. Remember, iTunes, Block Talk Radio. You can listen to them at your leisure. Listen to the links anytime you wish. As always, thanks for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.